Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey docs, welcome to another episode. This one is a group interview. Got a two doctors. They are husband and wife. They uh, had an interesting last six months, which we're going to dive into. This is uh, Dr. Brianna Williams and Dr. Jason Williams. And we're going to talk about how, uh, you know, we started coaching together, uh, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. They own their own practice in North Carolina. And then about six months ago, uh, we had quite a uh, change that we needed to work through, and, and we did. And so we we dive into that uh, whole process in this episode and how they have uh, gone from practice owners into a different scenario, which I don't want to spoil it. So I'll wait till we get into the actual interview. But I, you know, there's some few nuggets from this, and I wanted to highlight that it's just, a, you know, sometimes you have opportunities that seem very challenging, right? Sometimes they're opportunities, sometimes they're not opportunities, sometimes it's just a, a struggle, right? Like obviously we went through the pandemic or, you know, last week's episode, I talked about a potential recession. We definitely got inflation already. Um, but then there's sometimes there's just really good opportunities that seem uh, very hard to obtain and, and get there. Uh, but this episode, I'm hoping that you get the understanding that, yeah, maybe this scenario doesn't apply to you, but what they went through and how they did it strategically and really put their head down to accomplish it does apply to you. And it will at some point in your career, maybe not tomorrow, but at some point you're going to have to make some transformational decisions uh, to grow or to change uh, locations, to change opportunities. Uh, get o overcome t difficult situations. And I just want you to realize you can do it. You need to have the vision to do it and strategically implement um, the, the steps to, to make it happen. And that's why I wanted to have them on this show was to see what you can actually get done in six months. And it's crazy uh, the process um, that they had to do to, to get it done. Uh, and ultimately, it, it worked out, which was, was just so exciting to where they're at now. And so they're they're both very, uh, very great doctors, great people, work hard, had, a, you know, really prepared themselves well. And so the opportunity that, that came about um, was was right for them to, to really be able in a position to be able to, to make change and, and do that. And so in this episode, we dive into that. And we talk a lot of, about a lot of different things that went into it. So I, I know you'll get a few great uh, nuggets out of this episode. Before we get to the episode, I want to tell you about my friend and colleague, Dr. Holly Tucker of ChiroNumbers.com. Have you been in practice a few years now and you're wondering when your business will start to reward you financially? Are you so overwhelmed with the day-to-day -day business management that it is hard to see your success? Or are you trying to expand your team and worried about the impact to the bottom line? Dr. Holly is a certified profit-first professional and a chiropractor herself who has managed multiple practices over the past 10 years and consults specifically on implementing the cash flow system of profit first for chiropractors. 
Simplify the way you look at stats, metrics, and your own compensation through this methodology by working with someone with unique experience in your business model. Visit bit.ly bit.ly slash Cairo numbers to get your guide and video training. Download the first two chapters of Profit First and subscribe to her weekly five-minute Friday series on profitability. Start to feel less overwhelmed, avoid burnout, and clean up your finances so you can focus on patient care. Again, that's bit.ly slash Cairo numbers for access to Dr. Holly's resources. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. All right. Welcome to the show. I have a husband wife couple here and we're going to dive into a fun little stretch of trying to expedite a dual career change and all the things that go into that. And so I have Jason and Brianna Williams on this call. Both are chiropractors. They are, they were partners in a practice and now are doing something different. We're going to dive into that, but before we do, uh, Jason, let's start with telling us a little bit about yourself and then we'll go to Bree. Yeah, sure. It's, it's good to talk to you again, Kevin. Uh, Jason Williams, I graduated from Northwestern in 2014 and I uh, have been practicing with my wife originally in North Carolina and now here in Virginia. Uh, we have one daughter and I'm just really interested in um, rehab and movement evaluation as far as, you know, my practice style. Perfect. Marie? Hi, thanks for having us today. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yes, I, like Jason said, we've practiced together for since the beginning, actually. We graduated from Northwestern in 2014, and we immediately opened up our own practice together. So um, other than we moved to North Carolina, and now we're in Virginia. Yeah, you know, I, we were fortunate enough to work together from a, a coaching perspective. And I always, I remember the one question I asked is like, how'd you end up in North Carolina? How, how did you end up there? Truth be told, we just wanted warmer weather. We grew up in Wisconsin and um, yeah, we just wanted somewhere nicer than Wisconsin. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. So uh, <laughs> all those that are in, in school and graduating, trying to pick places, warm weather is always a good option. Can't go wrong. So, um, all right. So I wanted to bring you on because it was, it's, it was fascinating. I'll give the audience a little bit of a, a background. Uh, you had a practice together in North Carolina and you, everything was going good. You, you brought me on to help to, to grow that. And, and we were doing that. And you both put a lot of effort into the practice, into the community, got, got involved heavily and, and do, you know, doing all the right things. And then there was this, I remember a, a call we had and, and you had to um, kind of divulge a, an opportunity that you, that you had come across that you had interviewed for Bree. And then we had to really switch gears and we'll, we'll talk about that. And so, yeah, we, we were growing, trying to grow the practice, everything like that. And Jason, I know you had done a lot with, with marketing and video. Tell us a little bit about the, the growth that you had in your, in your practice since you had started it and, and uh, the, what it looked like to get to where you did in your practice. Yeah. So we kind of started, just pretty bare bones, uh, moving to a new community, not having any family or friends there, just kind of, you don't know what you don't know and starting brand new. And um, one of the things that I really invested on 
early on was just content marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I did is I created a YouTube channel. Um, I did a lot of social media content and mostly blogging, to be honest with you. Um, I was probably writing a blog a week, just on different topics, kind of crossing my fingers, hoping that it would get picked up on the web and get some circulation and reach some people in my local community. And, um, by the time we, we got to where we were probably about five years into practice, um, it got to the point where we we're really getting a lot of new patients from that. So, so it was a good investment. Um, and then I also spent a lot of time at gym. So we kind of marketed ourselves as the preferred providers of four different gyms in the area that were CrossFit and MMA gyms, um, and then got into those gyms and they worked out with those mm-hmm. guys and gals, but just getting to know them and build relationships. And that really um, kind of helped our practice take off, mm-hmm. you know, in that five-year mark and where we we're seeing a lot of those patients that that we wanted to see the active individuals and, um, you know, folks that, that really like to see chiropractors because of how it can help them perform and, and keep doing what they want to do. Yeah. And then did you, this kind of helps uh, prep where we're going to go in this episode. Did you enjoy being a practice owner? Cause you, you, you both did all the right things and were, was, you know, growing a nice practice. Did you enjoy that aspect of things? I enjoyed the freedom and the flexibility of mm-hmm. it. But I think the thing that we were missing with owning our own practice was the feeling of stability, which yeah. probably a lot of chiropractors in the last couple of years can identify with, with the, with the pandemic. And then we had a daughter who was in the hospital for a while. And so that kind of cut our, our workforce in half, if you will. Yeah. Um, so it was something we enjoyed, but you know, you just kind of had that feeling in the back of your head where it's like, you're always pushing forward. And, um, there's always, always those obstacles, which there always will be, but we kind of crave that stability and, and security, I think. Yeah. You know, that's, what's always tricky as as a practice owner. There's a lot of, uh, potential flexibility. It's exciting. It's fun. Obviously uh, a lot of people enjoy doing it. Uh, and, and overall there, there's a lot of benefits, but then there are on one hand, there's some things you have to consider. Right. And so that's something that we always have to, to think about, but, uh, ultimately when, when we were working together, you know, things were going well, getting out of the pandemic, uh, and then there was uh, an opportunity that came about, and I remember chatting about getting on the phone. And then uh, Bree, you had had quite an opportunity come about. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I actually had applied to um, the VA health system, um, several of them, in fact, uh, over the course of a couple years, and then all of a sudden. I did get um, an opportunity for an interview. And then a few months later, I got a job offer. And that's when we came to you and said, hey, we really have to think about switching gears. And we really want to consider this job offer. Mm -hmm. So and then you really, truly helped us through that decision. Yeah. When, when, when was that, that we had that first phone call, the three of us about that? Was that November, December of last year? It was pretty close, yeah, because I believe I received the offer in uh, October, and then we told you about it soon after. Yeah, and so I remember we went through the details of the op- opportunity, great opportunity, uh, and then we find ourselves in this situation where, okay, now you've got to 
a great offer, a great opportunity. This is in Virginia. Uh, I think it's Northern Virginia. Is that correct? Pretty close to Northern. We're actually about an hour South of DC. So we're starting to get into that Northern Virginia range. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. Now that poses us a problem, right? We've got a great opportunity in Virginia. We have a, a, a husband and daughter in a practice that you own in, in North Carolina. Um, so tell us about some of those thought processes that were going on. Yeah, honestly, I mean, knee-jerk reaction is this can't happen, right? I mean, for all the reasons you said, I mean, we had all these seemingly insurmountable obstacles in front of us. Mm -hmm. What do we do with our practice? What do we do with our home? Do we want to uproot our lives? What does this change look? I mean, change is never easy, Mm -hmm. even if it's good, exciting change, it's still scary. And, you know, really with your help and coaching, we were able to kind of go through one by one, you know, that these things are overcomable. Mm -hmm. We can do it. And, um, the, well, end result is we did do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's actually do that. Let's fast forward to where we're at now. And so Jason, where, what are you doing? And then we'll kind of reverse engineer how we got there. Yeah, so I'm working in um, an outpatient ambulatory um, group called Sentara Medical Group, um, and they're associated with uh, Sentara Hospital. Sentara has a number of hospitals in Virginia, and there's one here in Woodbridge um, close to my office. And so um, when Sentara bought that hospital, they really didn't have uh, any outpatient like physical therapy, mm-hmm. chiropractic um, type of offices. And so what they've begun to do is add those services in new offices um, that are close or can join with their primary care offices. So I'm in Dumfries, Virginia, and in a therapy center here, which will be physical therapy and, you know, me. And then right next door, I have a um, primary care physician and a nurse practitioner that are super busy. Yeah. And so, um, and I've had one of your colleagues from Sentara on, on our show last year and outlined a lot of the details of Sentara and, and a great opportunity and, and great compensation package, all that stuff. It's just a, a wonderful uh, opportunity for chiropractors in, I think it's only Virginia right now. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you find that opportunity? So that was, it almost felt like a diamond in the rough when, when we were seriously considering, you know, retaking this BA job, I kind of felt like, well, what the heck am I going to do up there? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're going to sell this practice and I'm, I'm going to have to find, you know, another position. And I wasn't really interested in, in kind of being an associate after I've had a, a practice that was mm-hmm. doing pretty well myself. And so I started looking and there really wasn't a lot of opportunities to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did come across this opportunity here in Dumfries and I saw that it was for Sentara. And I remember thinking, man, I've heard that name before. I swear I listened to another Cairo that was kind of in um, an integrative setting like this. And Brie reminded me, yeah, um, there was on Kevin's podcast. So I kind of jumped back, listened to it. And then I just kind of hustled. I, I got on Facebook, I got on the internet. I tried to find any chiropractors I could that were working for Sentara and, and just reached out to a couple of them. 
and they happened to be the couple that were up here in, in Northern Virginia. And um, they were generous to just reach out to me. I probably spent an hour talking to each of them, you know, asking them, how do you like it? What's the environment like? And um, they, they were really positive about their experiences here. And, and I was lucky enough to, to get an interview and I came up and interviewed here once and a couple of times on the phone and uh, was offered the position. So it, it almost felt like it was too good to be true, but at the same time, with it working out, you just kind of felt like all the, uh, all the right things were happening. And it was almost like a, a meant to be sort of situation. Yeah. And that's what it kind of seemed like. And I do remember when we first started talking about it and all of the different obstacles, uh, you know, I remember saying that, you know, if you want this bad enough as a couple, and, and that was one of the things I'm, I had you to do was really communicate on it and say, like, do we really want to do this? Is this something that uh, we're willing to overcome these obstacles to get to? Because if you do, if you both wanted it and you, and you ended up wanting it, I said, there's going to be a lot of very frustrating aspects. I was like, you got to, you know, take it in stride. It's, it, it's just not going to be easy, right? Like it, we, yeah. we kind of went into that and it's not going to be easy. Uh, but if you want it bad enough, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, obviously, it did. Uh, what were some of Bree? What were some of the concerns you had with uh, taking the opportunity? And let's actually just fast forward a little bit and let's go to the point where you felt good about Jason's uh, opportunity at Centera. So that that takes that out of the equation. Where okay, is, is he going to be able to get a job up there? Let's say we get to the point where. Uh, that's going to happen. What were some of the other concerns that you had with this whole thing? Yeah, I would say the number one concern was our practice, right? Because we, as I mentioned the house before, but, you know, luckily we were in a hot housing market, yeah. so we weren't concerned about that, but to either one or two things were going to happen with our practice. We could either sell it, which would be ideal, mm -hmm. or we would have to close it, which was less than ideal. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the truly the biggest concern is how are we going to navigate either the sale or the closure of the practice? All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm modern chiropractic marketing right and so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five seo secrets to owning the first page of google uh, without buying ads and darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. 
Hey doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfield's Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources, and you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image and there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And uh, how many years did you have left on the lease for the practice? We had one year left on our, uh, on our lease yeah. for the building we rented. And so it's like from a financial standpoint, you didn't want to get stuck with that although you could have handled it, you didn't want to. And then, but talk to me a little bit about the psychological part of um, having to close a practice that you, you built and was profitable and all those things. Like what, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge, right? Because Mm -hmm. to us, you know, really it was our first baby. It's something that we built together. We moved here to open up the practice together. This was kind of our, our, our end game plan, right? Like Mm -hmm. this was going to be what we did until we retired or died. And, um, so yeah, there's a huge to, to have to close it, I think would have been a hundred times worse because Mm -hmm. you have had to let go of that and you have almost nothing to show for it. So for us, it was really important to try and sell it just so that a, that we could continue with good patient care and that Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to just end it, but be in a little way that are something that we built lived on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jason, what were some of your thoughts on that same question? Man, I remember thinking I needed to come up here and start in February. Okay. And that was like three months from. Yeah, Yeah, that was quick. It was a quick turnaround. (laughs) Yep. And so I was thinking, A, the the likelihood that we're going to be able to sell this clinic is probably pretty, pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of looking at, man, if we have to close it, you know, we care a lot about our patients. Like, what are they going to, mm-hmm. who are they going to see? You know, are they going to have good providers? But just, just to put eight years into something and then kind of walk away from it, like you lose a lot of value that you put into it. You're dealing with selling all the equipment, transferring your patients, paying off the lease, you know, just probably a hundred things that I was concerned about and feeling, you know, not very confident that we were going to be able to sell the practice, mostly just because of the timeline. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick and just give the audience a little bit of a um, breakdown of the timeline. You had the three months you had a little bit longer, which we'll dive into in a minute. You had a little bit longer to, to figure things out. But once Jason added the Sentara job, that timeline had shortened for the family as a whole because <laughs> he had to get up there. Um, and so there was a period of time where 
you know, I, I want to just highlight a couple things. Again, one is for the audience out there. It's it, sometimes you're going to have these undertakings that seem insurmountable, but if you really do the right stuff and you work hard, you can get it done. And, and a couple things already out of the gates was one, Jason doing his due diligence of finding an opportunity up there and, and really looking into it and interviewing well and, and getting that accomplished. And then uh, two, the both of them um, really taking this head on with the prospect of having to close a practice or sell it. And you both really hit the ground running quickly on trying to find a, uh, a buyer. And so um, whoever wants to, to take the, the lead on this, tell me about um, how you ended up find, finding uh, the potential that ended up being the actual buyer of your practice. Yeah, I will let Jason tell that story because he did a lot of work on it. But before he says, I do want to put in a plug because one reason we were able to move so quickly on this was because we had all of our numbers already lined out from going through CSA and coaching with you. Well, I thank you for that um, little plug there. Yeah, you know, having your numbers squared away and really making sure that you have everything prepared is very important. I know in the CSA dashboard, we have the whole practice analytics. That's everything that's there. And then being able to present a, a sellable entity in a quick turnaround, because you never know in life, right? I remember I had someone on my podcast a, a couple years ago, and not that long after the podcast, um, they really had to get something done quickly as well. And they also were prepared. And so you just never know what happens and, and being prepared to sell uh, I always talk about that. It's like, even if you're not wanting to sell your practice for 25 years, build that thing and prepare it like it, it needs to be sold in four months because you, you never know what, what happens. And so, uh, Jason, take it from there as far as how you ended up getting this accomplished with the sale. Yeah. So because the timeline was so short, one of the first things I did was just to reach out to, to other docs that I knew or were kind of in my network and just say, hey, We've got these opportunities. We're looking at selling the practice. Do you have any interest in either owning another practice or expanding, you know, the current practice, or maybe even from going, you know, from associate to owning this practice? And I was lucky enough mm -hmm. that um, the the doc who eventually purchased the practice was uh, one of those people. And so, um, just kind of circling back to what you just said, I mean it made it easier that our practice was debt-free, mm -hmm. that it had a lot of systems on it, um, and that we had a marketing plan that we, you know, kind of worked on you with for, for a year or two. So it was really a pretty attractive practice to buy, um, in my opinion. And, and I think, you know, for the docs that bought it, it was, it was just the right time for them to do it. So again, the stars just kind of aligning there. Yeah. And so from the time frame standpoint, obviously it takes time to sell a practice. Uh, it's hard to do it in, in three months and that was your timeline. So you ended up um, finding the, the buyers uh, together. You ended up having to leave to Virginia, I think. Right. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then Bree was able to stick back and, and still kind of cultivate the practice and, and keep the patient base going. And uh, ultimately the transition fell more, on you, Bree, right? Yes, that's correct. And so what was that like when, so now Jason's up in Virginia and you had, how long of a period of time were you still back in North Carolina? 
So I was there for another three months um, until we were able to close on the practice. Perfect. And um, how did that whole transition go with getting the practice closed, getting new doctors in there and getting all that squared away? Uh, you know, to be honest, it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always, it's like, it goes back to what we said before, it's not going to be easy and there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Yeah. Right. So, you know, here we go from having a, you know, dual doctor clinic to yep. now I'm seeing all of the patients on my own, plus trying to close on the practice, mm-hmm. you know, plus I had our daughter home with us. So, you know, now I'm kind of a solo parent. So Mm -hmm. it was certainly a, it was difficult, but it was doable. We were very lucky that the um, buyers of our practice were very open to communication. Mm -hmm. They were excited. They wanted to make it happen. So again, all of the stars aligned for this to happen. And the thing that slowed it down is really just the legality, like, you know, the legal things, yeah. like mm-hmm. they couldn't step in until we closed, um, et cetera. So, but yeah, it was, it was a long couple months, but ultimately we made it. Yeah. And it was, every time you go through those times where it's just so hard, there's no discounting the fact that it's just hard, but it's just good to know that, you know, there's an end date to that. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a short, short little season of like, <laughs> cause you know, you think about it back from November, December, when we were finally like really diving into the potential to now we're in June, early June. And I know it was like May when it really all was kind of just finished. It, let's call it six months. I mean, it was a, a hellish six months. There, there's just no, way to slice it. it. It wasn't easy. And that was one thing that we got clear on from the beginning is like, if you both decide you want to do this, it's going to be a really hard six months. But on the other side of it is going to be a, a really amazing opportunity. And I try to explain it to a lot of different people with different scenarios where it's like, if you really want it, it's just like when I had Ashley and Brittany on the show a few weeks ago with their uh, buying the office space and doing the whole thing. That was really freaking hard, but they did the same thing, made a decision to do it, went through all the steps, overcame it, had the confidence to work through it and and get to the other side. And so now, um, ultimately, we are on that other side for you to um, tell us uh, and whoever wants to take the lead on this first, we're going to both. I want to hear from both of you, but um, actually, Jason, tell us uh, what as a as a family you, cause I, we can pick apart both things. Like I know the Centera opportunity is phenomenal. And, and, and a lot of us know the VA situation is, is very, very phenomenal. Like, and just really good opportunities, um, for long-term and, and stability. But, uh, you know, as a, as a family, um, what became the deciding factors to say, yes, we are going to do this and we're going to work through the challenging six months to make it happen. You know, I think one of the biggest things was, was when we, when we thought about our daughter who she, she had a rough six months and was in the hospital for a long time. It's just feeling like, you know, we don't know she might need care in the future, or if we want to have another child, you know, what if we have to go through something like that again? And and we felt like being at the VA and being at Centera and having the benefits and the stability and the parental leave that comes with that. I mean, that was the number one, one thing for me is it really just came down to, you know, 
is the life of our daughter and any of our, our future kids going to be, you know, more stable and, and better if we take these opportunities. And I think we both felt like, um, it would be. And so that was the number one thing. Yeah. That, that's obviously, that, that's a, that's a big one. And so, um, that the opportunity you both have not only provide great compensation for chiropractors, but also really the ultimate in, in stability in a lot of ways. Um, and so, uh, Bree, what are some of your thoughts on what really moved the needle? Uh, I know that was the big one, but what else for you? Yeah, that was a big one. And then another thing that we've talked privately about is that, you know, when a female practitioner in any field hmm. or not even a practitioner, a professional has children. So even though it is 2022, that still sets a female kind of back in her career a little bit. And when I had to um, take my leave, I wound up taking six months out of practice and it took me a while to rebuild that. So for me, my career is very important to me and I, I, I don't want that to be a contributing factor in slowing down my career. So this opportunity really did, I think we both wanted to have some more doors open in the future and we both saw these opportunities as doing that for us and for our family. Yeah, definitely. And I know at the, at the VA, you do get, uh, and I know you've expressed the desire for future children. Um, you do get very fair, uh, maternity and stability around that. And that is a reality as a, uh, female chiropractic practice owner, right? It, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging in the typical corporate world uh, as a, you know, with a female maternity type of situation. And I've had uh, that podcast before, which I thought was really well, uh, well done by Rebecca Deo and brought a lot of great information around that for female chiropractors that are in private practice. So they're, or, or associates for practices. So there's a, hopefully an improvement in all of that. Uh, but the VA definitely offers a uh, really good uh, maternity leave from what I gather. Is that correct? Absolutely. Great maternity leave. And then of course, being federal government, they kind of set the standard, right? So mm -hmm. also when you come back from that, you have to come back at the same level, if not, you know, so there's no, you can't be penalized basically for taking leave. Yeah. There's no risk for the maternity in the, in the federal. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and then I'll just say, you know, on, on top of that, without getting into the details is that you both are getting financially rewarded very well. And that's something that you took into consideration too, because you don't want to take a step back, you know, it's like, you don't want to, to do that. And you you are in Virginia, which has a higher cost of living than uh, North Carolina typically. Um, so, that was nice to be able to be rewarded for your hard work, both getting hard jobs to get right. I know that was something that we chatted about was there's sometimes a little bit of guilt of like, you know, you know, leaving your practice in the sense of, um, you know, having any regrets with that. And I was, I remember saying, I was like, it's so impressive that you both got the positions that you got. And it was really a, um, a testament to both the hard work and skill set that you have. Uh, a lot of people compete for these jobs. And so uh, I look at this as, uh, as a step up for you professionally, not that owning your own practice isn't a great thing, but just given the whole circumstances, when you really 
put it all together and, and all, also like the things you mentioned with family and stuff, it's just such a big move forward and to uh, come together on that as a, as a, a couple and a partnership in a practice to make, cause you know, you had to make that decision, not only as husband and wife, but also as business partners. Right. Um, yeah. Was there a dichotomy there uh, as far as, okay, putting your business partner hat on versus putting your husband wife hat on with that, or was it pretty in line with the thought process? You know, I think we're lucky that our, our, career goals uh, are very similar. Mm -hmm. um, in other words, I think we kind of got to this point where we were a little bit worried about thinking in 15 years from now, you know, are we going to want to be at this clinic, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's rocking, are we, or are we going to want to do something, you know, different? Like, do we want to be in an integrative setting? Would mm -hmm. we want to teach? Would we want to do uh, more leadership? And so, I think this opened the doors for that. And so, you know, it was the compensation, which was a huge part of it. When you're, when you're a business owner, you look at your numbers and then you look at what the opportunity is. And I think for us, you know, that part of it was, was pretty clear, especially when you couple in like student loan forgiveness after 10 years yeah, working for a nonprofit. I, I remember saying, I was like, you have to consider that part of the compensation. Cause I mean, think about how much money that is. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't say that, uh, that we didn't waver. Cause I know I, I talked to you like in the middle of it and I said, Kevin, do you think this is the right thing to do? And you didn't miss a beat. You were like, yeah, I told you that last time. Like, <laughs> this is the right thing for you guys. You guys want to do it. It makes sense financially. And, uh, so I can't say we didn't waver, but you know, I think looking back on it now, we're really proud of what we did um, opening a practice because that's nothing for all the listeners out there who, you know, either open out of school or are opening a practice after being an associate, like, you know, the hustle is real for that. And so that's a huge stepping stone in your career and something that you should be proud of uh, either way. So um, I just think that you know, we're really blessed that we were kind of on the same page and we had these great opportunities and, and we had, you know, a good, uh, good supporting network and someone to buy the practice and we were willing to move and we could sell our house easily. And, you know, we do pretty good with change. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a lot of change at one time. And, um, it's like you said, it's really hard. It was really hard for three or six months there, but, you know, kind of being on the other side and, and getting into these new jobs, we're having a ton of fun and we're really, uh, liking what the future is looking like. Yeah. And so here we are now in June and, and everything has been done. You know, what we talked about six months ago, all the hard steps, uh, all those are officially done, which is great. And you're both in your roles. Um, I know Bree, you're, you're pretty new to the, to the position, uh, but tell us so far how's going and some of the things about what you're doing. Yeah. So I am actually two weeks in, this mm -hmm. is my second week. Um, so brand new, I haven't even seen a patient yet, but I, um, I'm excited. Everybody there is very welcoming. Um, you know, just to backtrack a little on what Jason was saying about, um, you know, us moving forward. We also 
did, I, I want to say I got this job and I know for a fact, cause my supervisor told me because I took additional training. So this has really been something that has been on our minds for several years. It's not just, you know, recent that we started making these moves. So, you know, I took the PSP program and Jason was really an early adopter of, um, he went through the entire 200 hour acupuncture course and dry needling. And so for anybody who is kind of looking for these opportunities, you know, you do have to go like Cairo school is kind of like the entry level, you know, you have to go above and beyond that. So, um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but no, that was perfect. Yeah. I knew you were, I mean, I I knew you were only a couple of weeks into the VA, so you're not gonna be able to give us like a a rundown of like, oh yeah, this, you know, doing this, that and the other thing and and they're getting you on board, which is great, but you're also involved a little bit, um, with the profession. Did that help out a little bit? What, What, tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, um, so I also um, am involved with uh, Spine IQ, which is the nonprofit that is run by Christine Gert. So I came on, um, again, this was a volunteer position that they brought me on in. So it was my own time, wasn't paid, but I do think that the cause is worthy. And so I wanted to invest my time in that. And yeah, I absolutely do think that that also helped me with getting this job. Yeah. And you both were highly prepared for an opportunity, either, you know, using that to grow your own practice or to take the opportunities that you did. And so Jason, tell us a little bit about how everything's going to Centera and and how your role is a little bit different. I know we had some pre-chat and you're, you've had a ton of MD meetings and some of your experiences around that. Yeah. So I'm here at Centera in a brand new office. Actually, my first couple of weeks, we were moving equipment in here and just kind of getting everything Uh, tying up the loose ends, but this is a clinic that's going to have physical therapy and chiropractic care in one location. And we're right here with the primary care office. So um, that's given me an opportunity to connect with the providers at the office here and just kind of educate them on on what chiropractors do. Because, you know, with chiropractic care and physical therapy, the, the medical doctor is usually pretty familiar with what PTs do. Um, and I have no problem referring, but I think a little education goes a long way. Um, mm-hmm. The great thing with Centera is they have a physician liaison. So she sets up meetings for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're not like cold call, you know, she kind of plans them out and she drives me around to physician offices. I get to meet the providers there. I have, you know, referral pads, just educational material um, and all sorts of different providers. I mean, primary care pain specialists, ortho, neuro, urgent care. Um, And so I think that's going to be a huge part of this practice is medical referrals from providers in Centera's network. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the great thing here is they give me a lot of freedom to kind of run the office and and do what I want clinically Mm -hmm. with my patients. Um, So, you know, if I was, if I was a rehab guy, like I am, I can spend a little bit of time doing that with my patients. And if I had another interest, it would work too, you know? So, um, Centera is really excited to, to be growing these clinics and, and they have a number of opportunities that are, are available in different locations. You know, I, I do think that they're planning on continuing to grow these offices. Yeah. They give a great framework and a little bit of artistic freedom for you. So that's a, that's wonderful. So good. We kind of put a little bit of a bow on where you two are at now and what you're doing. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing how it progresses. Um, is there anything Bree that you want to 
tell our audience about a, a, a journey? It, you know, maybe it's not like this one, but I think somewhere along our path in this profession, there's going to be a challenging journey. Any insights to our listeners uh, when those things come about and, and how to overcome them? Yeah, I think really just be open to opportunity because, you know, if we waited until the opportunity was exactly where we wanted, we could have been waiting forever, you know? So, and we touched on this a lot, but opportunity isn't always easy and that's okay, but to be prepared for it. Um, and yeah, just be open to it. Just think about it. Think about what you want your career, your future to look like and manifest it. And you both did that. And I commend you. And I really thank you for your, your time today. I think this is a, a great um, lesson in growth and, and co- overcoming challenges, doing it in a quick manner um, and, and just uh, taking it on and knowing that on the other side of it uh, is going to be a great opportunity. So I thank you for your time today. Yeah, it's great talking to you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciated you having us on today. My pleasure. That is it for this week's episode. But before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, There's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some one-on-one coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there, and we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.